0: Good morning, we're a minute into the afternoon now, and what a wonderful service that we're having, great testimonies, what a mighty God we serve, and uh, we are so grateful to God. He is awesome, he is the Alpha, and he is the Omega, and he is worthy of our praise. And so, today is Pentecostal Sunday, and... uh, it's uh, good to remember after 40 days of Jesus' resurrection, the Holy Spirit came down on, on the apostles and the disciples, and we can remember that. And uh, today, the Holy Spirit wants to come and fill us up today. Now, the word I've got for you today, it was not a coincidence. Um, Pastor Graham last week uh, was sharing um, the practicalities of of our vision for Well Springs. Today, I want to share the um, more spiritual um, uh, vision that God has given us for Well Springs. So, there's going to be quite a few scriptures today um, that you can study later. So, if you want to grab a piece of paper and a pen and take these scriptures down, you might want to read them at another time. Let me just pray. Father God, I thank you for today, Lord, that you are worthy to be praised. Lord, when we remember what you did for us on the cross and how you rose again, it's enough for us to just give you praise all of the time, oh God. So Lord, I just pray, Lord, that as your word goes forward, Lord Jesus, that we will be able to receive them. Lord, we will be challenged, we will be excited. Lord, we will be, Lord Jesus, set free, we will be healed, we will be restored, Father. Lord, as these words of yours comes into our hearts and our lives. Mm. Lord, I pray as we bind the enemy from, Lord, distracting us from what you want to say to us, Father. And Lord Jesus, I pray that you will hide me behind the cross. That, Lord, it will be just your words coming from my mouth. And not mine. I ask these things in Jesus' name, Amen. Mm-hmm. We're taking our first reading uh, today from Matthew 16, verses 18 and 19. And I'm going to ask uh, Carol, uh, Pastor Carol, no, um, I'm going to ask Pastor Carol to read that for
1: us. I'm mute. Okay. Can you hear? Got it. Okay. okay. All right so and i also say to you that you are peter and on this rock i will build my church and the gates of parties shall not prevail against it and i will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven amen 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 so the question
0: is i want to ask is how does God want to build his church today? As I said, Pastor Graham spoke on the practicalities of what we believe for Springs, But we particularly prayed for the spiritual vision of the church. You know, God led us to read a few books um, in, in the timing that we had before we came um, that uh, opened our eyes to what the church was really about, how the church grew and and how the, the gospel spread far and wide. You know, God clearly told us what we needed to come back to, to enable the church to once more grow. Now, in Acts, there are five key ideas of building the church. There is witnessing, There is the Holy Spirit, there is prayer, there is the church, how it is now, and there is the growth of the church for today. The church is not a place to entertain or to attract other people in, as it is a place to just come and socialise. You know, a lot of churches, they just open the door for social events and, and to entertain, to draw people in. That isn't the whole purpose of the church. The church is, for, is a house of God. It is a place where like-minded people who love the Lord and that can come together to worship God. It is a place where we can come into his presence to hear and learn of God's word. It is a place where we can take communion together to remember what our Saviour Jesus Christ has done for us. And it is a place of prayer. Some some slides. Um, So, how did the church grow in the book of Acts? I'm just going to use a few slides to, to help us. Hold on, sorry. So, how did the church grow in the book of Acts? We read about the outpouring of the Holy Spirit on the 12 of the apostles by a miraculous wind, fire, speaking in tongues that was unknown by the, the, the apostles. In Acts 2 verse 43, it tells us about the many miracles that were performed by the apostles. In Acts 3 verse 7 to 11, it recalls about Peter who healed a lame man at the temple Acts four verse thirty one, God answers Peter in a miraculous earthquake. Acts five verses twelve to sixteen, Peter healed many from various sicknesses in, in various cities. Acts chapter five, verses nineteen, the prison doors were opened by an angel. In Acts six. Verse 8, Stephen wrought great wonders and signs. And the last example is in Acts 8, verses 6, 7 and 13. In Samaria, Philip did great miracles and signs. And on and on and on, we can go using many, many uh, uh, um, examples of the scriptures today. So as you notice that most of these examples were not miracles that happened in a church. They happened in streets and towns and uh, prisons and different places in homes as well as in, in churches. So what was so special about these apostles? They were filled with the Holy Spirit. We're having a second reading by Christine. She's going to be reading from Acts 4, 27 to 33. Are you there, Christine? I'm here. Yeah, Acts, 20, Acts 4. 27 to 33.
1: In this city, Herod and Pontius Pilate made plans together with non-Jewish people and the people of Israel. They made their plans against the Holy Servant Jesus, whom you anointed. Through your will and power, they did everything that you had already decided should be done. Lord, pay attention to their threats now and allow us to speak your word boldly. Show your power by healing, performing miracles, and doing amazing things through the power and the name of your Holy Servant Jesus. When the apostles had finished praying, their meeting place shook. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and continued to speak the word of God boldly. The whole group of believers lived in harmony. No one called any of his possessions his own. Instead, they shared everything. With great power, the apostles continued to testify that the Lord Jesus had come to life. God's abundance, goodwill, and was, was with all of them.
0: Thank you, Christine. So how do we know that this church of today will be built? Well, one, because we have the Holy Spirit with us, and that's something that we can experience as an individual as well as, as within a church. In verse 33, it said, the whole congregation of of believers were united as one. The other reason is because Jesus still commissions us to go and preach the gospel. In Mark 16, verse 15, and he said, and then Jesus told them, Go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. In Matthew eight ten verse eight it says heal the sick, raise the dead Cure those with leprosy and cast out demons. Give as freely as you have received. It's wonderful to hear the testimonies of today. Sisters praying for sisters, congregation praying for those that are sick or have been in an accident. We are hearing good testimonies, powerful testimonies, because of what the Holy Spirit is doing within us. People, you are beginning to rise up in faith that wasn't as there maybe a year ago or two years ago. But we're seeing people really stepping forward in faith and we're encouraged and I'm sure we're all encouraged because we are hearing wonderful testimonies. You know, God has allowed me to live like the apostles did in the book of Acts. He's allowed me to experience the things that they experienced as well. God has allowed me to see signs and wonders. He's allowed me to see miracles. And he's allowed me to minister with angels. When I was in Joburg, I was holding a conference. And we was in a tent, a very big tent. And while we was in the tent, the Holy Spirit came really powerfully. So much so, the tent started to shake like a strong wind was blowing. But there was no wind outside, there was no natural wind. But the wind was blowing, and the presence came so powerfully that as I stepped and stood at the back of the tent and just watched, I watched an, um, angels coming and ministering to people. They were operating on people on the floor, in ministry, in healing, in restoration. And the the sides of the tents were shaking so much. I had to go and see why the tent was shaking so much. Then I saw an army of angels marching around the tent, big, huge angels dressed in warfare armour. And yet the angels inside the tent were so beautiful. They was gentle. They were ministering angels and people were getting up off the floor and saying, I've seen angels, angels were ministering. And so, yes, we can minister with the angels. God sends the Holy Spirit and the angels come and and we can uh, watch what they're doing. And it was the most magnificent thing to be watching. It's almost like you can't put into words what you saw. I, could, I just wept when I was watching this. I just wept. And I could only say, Jesus, this is awesome, Jesus. This is awesome, Jesus. Because the, the anointing was so strong, was so powerful. And that is what, what makes me so different? What makes me so special? Let me tell you nothing. Absolutely nothing. I am no different to what you are, and you are no different to who I am. Other than the facts, when you are filled with the Holy Spirit, when you are anointed by the Holy Spirit, God will use you. I just step out in faith because I believe what I know that the Word of God says. And when the Word of God says that, that we can reach out and pray for the sick and they will be healed. We can reach out and we can pray for those who are down and desperate and see a change in them. We have just to have the faith as small as a mustard seed, as Auntie Jan has already said. You know, it's the same faith when you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Saviour, as it is to reach out with the gospel, or reach out to pray for the sick. It's the exact same faith, just a small faith of I believe because God is with us. I often, I challenge the word of God. When someone says something can't be done, it's impossible. The word of God says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You see, for God, nothing is impossible. We only have to reach out. And say a simple prayer, believing the word of God. Believing the Holy Spirit within us will work wonders for the glory of God. We also need to have a deep desire with a relationship with God. You know, God doesn't want us to walk behind Him, He doesn't want us to walk before Him. He wants us to walk with Him, hand in hand working with Jesus so that God will be glorified and may God be glorified today as I said before we've really been encouraged by hearing the testimonies of people this morning and also for the people that have been healed in the last few months I'm sure that there are many testimonies that we don't know yet and I'm sure that many are yet to happen I'm confident that there is a lot more to come. Did these healings happen in the church where the pastors pray for the sick? No, not always. God uses whoever has faith and the compassion to pray to God, believing that God will heal people that they are praying for. Today, God is not a respecter of people. He's not a respecter of age or gender. He uses male, he uses female, he uses children, and he uses adults who are willing to be used by God. As a church, we believe in taking the gospel to both the towns and the nations. As a church, we will be taking teams with us to developing countries, We will be going into our local towns with the gospel and we're going to be giving opportunity to pray for the sick. We're going to be holding healing services every three months once the church is opened and half night of prayer and praise on a regular basis because we want to come into the presence of God. We want to be filled with His Spirit. We want to be anointed by God. We want a closer, deeper relationship because the more we know about God, the more that we are closer in our relationship with God, the more bold and courageous that we will come to know the word of God is truth and there's power in our prayers because the Holy Spirit is with us. So my question is, what stops us stepping out and doing these things for Jesus? Some might say I'm shy. You know, when I was a child, my sister, who was younger than me, she would speak for me. I was so shy. I had difficulty in hearing a conversation because um, I couldn't hear. And so she would answer for me. And so although I was there in person, I never had to have a conversation because my sister would have it for me. But then when my sister was 17, she died. She went to heaven. She went to be with the Lord. And I thought, what am I going to do now? My sister's always spoke for me. She's always drawn me into a a group of people. um, when there was a conversation going, but you know, God said to me, I have got a message for you to speak. You see, when Jesus has died for you, and you are born again, you have a message to give, because God transformed my life. Even now when I go into a room of people I don't know, I'm praying, Lord, please don't let me say something silly, because I still lack confidence in who I am. But when God gives me a message, I'm bold. I have courage, because I know when I'm speaking the word of God, I have that confidence in Christ. You might ask, what if it doesn't work when I pray? In Hebrews 13, verse 6, it says, So we say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. I was talking to one lady uh, at one campaign, and she came for prayer, and she said, "Oh, Christina, God has called me to pray for the sick." I said, "You know, that's so wonderful. Are you doing it?" She said," "No, no." I was like, "Really? Well, why? God's called you to do it. Why are you not doing it?" She said," "Oh, because I'm sick myself, how can I pray for the sick when I am sick myself?" I said," "My dear sister. When you take focus off yourself and put it on God's business, God can take care of your business. So what I was saying to him is, go ahead and pray for the sick, believing God will heal them. Then you are not focusing on yourself so God can say, now I can touch you, now I can heal you. Some might say, I haven't got the finances to go and do these things you're talking about. My friends, God is our provider. He provides all our needs. There's nothing he's going to let you go without when you are stepping forth for Jesus. You know, when you see what God is doing through your life, and I really believe that you will. I really believe that you, as you're stepping forward, you are going to see the signs and wonders and miracles that we are always talking about. And when that happens, make sure you give the glory to God. You know, I know men, many men and women who have prayed for people on a regular basis and they've seen signs and wonders and miracles. But then they start to say, look what I've done. Look at me. And God has had to gently correct them and say, this was not for your purpose. This was for the glory of God." So we must be careful that we give the glory back to God. And hearing those testimonies this morning and other weeks, we are giving the glory back to God. It says, whatever you do, do it for the glory of God in 1 Corinthians 10, verse 31. So people of God, do you want to see the church grow? You want to see the church grow? See your thumbs up. If you do, or a few more. (laughs) Amen. Do you want to hear about Jesus being gossiped about from town to town and on the streets? I want to hear the name Jesus gossiped over and over, other than what other things are gossiped about. Do you want to be used by the Holy Spirit? to lead people to Jesus. Amen. (laughs) You know what? That's the greatest miracle. The greatest miracle is leading someone to Jesus Christ.
1: Amen.
0: The greatest miracle. God is calling you today. Will you say yes to him? Will you be obedient to the master's call? You know, we have got to come to a point where we say yes to Jesus when a calling comes, when God is wanting to release his plans and purposes on your life as individuals and as a church. As a church, we want to be moving deeper into the Holy Spirit. We want to be moving deeper into a deeper relationship with Jesus Christ. We want to meet together where the word of God is so powerful and that we are seeing gifts, Holy Spirit being opened up in a greater measure. We want to come to the throne of grace where his mercy is pouring down from his throne room. We want to come into his presence with our hearts so full of. Of, of praise to him so full of glorifying him that we won't take half the meeting to be coming into his presence of God but when we walk through them doors of the church when we walk into his presence we are ready we are already empowered by the Holy Spirit we are already full of his presence and we want to come together because as collectively you could imagine the power of God when we all come together as united in the presence of God, that when we come in, we will just be so enthroned in him. We will be so empowered with him that when we come back out of those doors, we will be taking all that presence we've got of god with us we will be taking that power of god with us that when we look and we smile at someone they won't see our physical smile they want to know what's behind that smile when we reach out to someone in compassion we will see the holy spirit doing something mightily when we walk past people they will be bowing the knee to accept jesus christ am i going too fast Or is this what we need to be desiring? Because church, Christ is coming back for the bride that he wants to be receiving to him. And I want to know that we're a church that's not going to miss it. And it means that we have got to be aware 24-7 what we are doing, what we are saying, what we are watching, where we are going. Otherwise, we are going to miss it. And my heart will break if we miss what God has for us for the sake of the unsaved, for the sake of the sick, for the sake of those that are in desperate need, that are depressed and oppressed with life and and they can't go on. You know, the, the statistics of those that are committing suicide are getting higher every year because the pressure is getting too much. That's not God's plan, my friends. That isn't God's plans. It's not God's plans that anyone goes to hell. It's not God's plans that people are suffering in sickness the way some of them are. And he has chosen to use you. And he's chosen to use me. And he's chosen to use all of us collectively together today. Because God wants to build his church and the gates of hell will not prevail. Because we are in unity strong together. Many of us are afraid when we're hearing of what's going on in the world. But our prayer and our collectiveness and our unity will hold back the power of Satan and what he is trying to to accomplish in a greater measure. So is God calling your name today? Will you say yes today? Will you say, I will be prepared to receive the anointing of the power of the Holy Spirit? I will lead people to Jesus Christ. I will reach out my hand for the sake of Jesus. Will you be the one that says yes to being obedient to the call of God and put away things that are really not important? It's time to sort through what we are doing in our lives. It's time to sort through what's really the most important things and what isn't so important. It's almost like having an infantry in our spirits and in our hearts and in our lives today. Some things we do need to get rid of, and God will help us if only we ask him. There's some things we need to stop doing. There's some things we need to stop saying, and there's some things that we need to start doing and start saying for the glory of God. Now you're on Zoom today and you don't yet know the Lord Jesus as your saviour. My friends, if you've not made that step to open your heart and ask Jesus in your life to come and be Lord of your life and to forgive your sins, you need to. You see, we don't know when Jesus is coming back again and he is coming back again. But we don't want you to miss That time, if it is in our lifetime, if Jesus comes back, we don't want you left behind because, believe me, times will be really, really bad after that event has happened. So if you don't know Jesus and you would like to, you can today. You see, if you are going through life's burdens and no one to turn to, you could be in pain and you don't know what to do. Jesus wants to bring peace to you and healing to you because you've accepted salvation in your life. So will you ask Jesus in your life today if you haven't already? And so I've asked you many questions today, whether you are a believer or whether you are a Christian, a child of God. And only you can ask and answer these questions truthfully in your heart. I won't always know what you decide, but I'll tell you, Jesus already knows. And so what he's saying, come to him today, whether it's for salvation, whether you need healing, whether you need restoration, or whether you need to say yes to Jesus, to the call of God, that God can release the true plans that he has on your life and that you will see signs and wonders and miracles as individuals, and we will see a greater anointing upon the church because we are collectively carrying that anointing together. So I'd like us to finish with the Lord's Prayer, um, with Prayer of Salvation, um, if we can find it. So if you don't know Jesus and you want to say this prayer we can say it we can find it Yeah Okay I would just I would just pray um we, we can't seem to find it so dear Lord Jesus I'm sorry that I have sinned. I'm sorry for all the things I have said wrong. I'm sorry for all the things I've done wrong. Please forgive me and come into my life and make me new. I believe you died for my sins and I believe that you rose again on the third day. Please come and cleanse me and wash me and change my life today. I ask these things in Jesus' name. Father God, I also pray for those that you are calling to to come and serve you. You're calling all of us, Father. Lord, there's some that you are challenging today. Lord, I pray that you will give them a boldness and a courage to say yes, Lord, to your voice today. Lord Jesus, I pray that you will, Lord, Confirm this word to them over and over, that, Lord Jesus, they're never in any doubt. Give them courage when they're afraid. Lord, give them, Lord Jesus, a boldness where they are, Lord Jesus, not sure. Lord Jesus, give them healing in their bodies, Lord, that they can prove what you can do for them even while you are healing them. Lord, if they need to have finances and and, uh, needs, Lord Jesus, covered whilst they're working for you, you will release those needs. You will, Lord Jesus, provide for those needs. So, oh God, I pray for us as a church together. We want to be, Lord Jesus, the bride that you are looking for, Father. We, Lord Jesus, want to be the bride of righteousness and cleanliness, Father one that knows how to glorify you, one that knows how to serve you so that the kingdom can be enlarged. So, Lord, I pray, continue to give us courage. Help us to fall in love with you more and more every day. Lord, that we actually will sense when you put your arm around our shoulder or hold our hands as we walk along, because, Lord, we are that close to you, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, that you trust us. We thank you, Lord, that you chose us. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you want to use us for your glory and for the growth of the kingdom. You don't need us, oh God, but Lord, you chose us. Help us to be obedient. Help us, Lord Jesus, to be clear of what your voice is saying to us today. So, Lord, I ask all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen.